Macca's 30 Days, 30 Deals. Grab a new deal every day of November, only on the My Macca's app. The all-electric Kia EV6, with up to 528 kilometres of range. You're listening to Sports Day. Welcome back to Sports Day. Thanks to Maccas and also Kia. So we've gone from the rooms downstairs to the commentary box here at the MCG. Adam White and Bryce for going with you for Sports Day. Dan Cherney from Code Sports will join us live from India very, very shortly after Australia's dramatic win over South Africa by three wickets at Eden Gardens in the World Cup semi-final last night. Before we speak to Dan, let's relive some of the great moments from what was a great match on SEN Cricket. Stark to complete the first over. Bowls and Bavuva enters and he's caught. Australia gets the skipper for a duck. With Bowles, big shot up in the air from the cock. Down the ground, it carries and oh. caught. Cummins brought back. Got under it. Tumbles as he takes the catch. Up to him now and Bowles in the air and caught. Brilliantly caught by Water at backward point. South Africa lose a third. Hands with Bowles. They did us an edgy gone. South Africa four down. And the Australians are on fire here at Eden Gardens. He's over the wicket now to the right-hander. Yeah, got him. Travis Head, Bowles, Clarsen. The stumps explode. Head bowling to Janssen. He's hit on the pad. That's very close. Has to be out. He's out. It is two in a row for Travis Head. Rabada. Bang, down the grounds. Ports. Glenn Maxwell diving catch at long on. And that finishes South Africa at 212. Rabada bowls. Warner. Oh. Bang, down the ground. Is he seen them sweetly? Oh, and he's knocked over Warner. Warner goes for 29. Rabada to Head. Oh. He goes big over long on. Another six. Super 87 Australia head, clubs it in the onside, out through mid-wicket, pull shot for four, and that's 50 to Travis Head. Maharaj to Head and bowled! First ball from Maharaj through the gate, and the stumps are exploding again. Charging to Maxwell, oh, ball! Tried a huge hike across the line, and missed it cold. Smith all straight up in the air, swinging across the line. It's up in the heavens. It lands in the gloves of the cup. And Smith goes for the key moments. Stark drives hard through the onside fields. It scurries away for four. Australia within touching distance now. Two to win. Cummins with a short ball. Guides it away. Three points to the boundary. The captain with the winning runs. A nervy chase for Australia, successfully navigated and off to another World Cup final. It's a further haunting night for South Africa at the hands of Australia. But the 2023 World Cup final will be a heavyweight encounter as Australia books its place alongside India. So there you go, the highlights from last night from the SCN cricket team. South Africa all out for 212 after 49.4 overs, despite the century from David Miller. And then in reply, Australia 7 for 215 after 47.2 overs, getting over the line by three wickets. And when Steve Smith was dismissed, Bryce McGain, I was a little bit worried. 
Well, I was worried because of the manner in which he was dismissed, which was just about outrageously reckless. The way he just tried to launch a ball that he was expecting it to be short, it wasn't. He just hit it straight up in the air. And I thought that might really have a ripple effect through the rest of the team of our best, most composed batsman losing it that way. It was uh, it was disappointing, but in the end, courageous by Stark and Cummins to get the job done. Our Cricket World Cup updates are for Henley Homes. Henley's new home designs with dropped prices, all the luxuries, and now seven-star energy efficiency. We are heading live now to India. Daniel Cherney from Code Sports uh, was watching it all unfold live from Eden Gardens last night. Uh, Dan, what were you thinking when Steve Smith was dismissed? Yeah, no, look, I, I was getting a bit nervous as well from an Australian perspective. Uh, certainly, from a very selfish perspective, it was changing the tenor of, of my story. It was a solid concern <laughs> that it was going to be a, a, a complete rewrite. But, look, I think... Look, we, it was... Australia always had that little bit of breathing space, uh, I, I think, in, on, on a couple of fronts. One, the fact that they had sort of worked... You know, clearly it wasn't a huge chase. And the fact that they particularly Travis Head and David Warner had, um, you know, chewed up the lion's share of that so quickly. It meant that there was never huge time pressure on Australia. They had, they'd never had to sort of ramp things up. It was just about nudging things along and then they would get there with, with, with time to spare, which proved to be the case. And they probably were always maybe one wicket ahead of the curve. Uh, the fact that I think the pass score was... I was keeping an eye on that just to sort of try to get a gauge as to who was winning, and Australia was always just in front or for, for a lot of the back half of the chase. So certainly it was not a great moment for Steve Smith. He knew it straight away, but he was walking off. I mean, imagine if Quinnipiac had actually dropped that catch. Smith might have been run out. He was already halfway back to the shed. But, uh, no, they got there in the end, and I think credit should go to Josh Inglis, actually. Uh, 28, well, you know, nothing flashy, but uh, uh, for a guy who's still very inexperienced from an international cricket perspective, to stand up at a World Cup semi-final with just an important gig on a tricky wicket against a, a, a strong attack that was um, causing a lot of grief, he deserves plenty of credit. You make a valid point, and uh, it's a different role with uh, with Josh Inglis in that number seven slot. Do you think Australia are going with that same lineup? Though I guess the the two accumulators is the big question mark. Uh, for many people, with Smith and Labuschagne, uh, do you expect them to continue that way? With maybe the anticipation of a, a spinning wicket when we get to uh, the final on Sunday night. Yeah, Bryce. Look, I think they will. Uh, I think it would be pretty surprising from this point at this point for them to make a change. But the winning side, uh, look, Labuschagne and Dornis are clearly the call heading into the semi-final. Labuschagne edged, edged Donis out there on the back of, the, I suppose, well, a couple of things, but I think particularly the concerns that it might be a bit of spinning deck and they might need someone to dig in. And, and in the end, Labuschagne, in a weird way, did do that. Even though he only made 18, he did absorb a bit of pressure, shoot up some balls, which, you know, ordinarily wouldn't be a good thing in one-day cricket, but it did just, I suppose, allow Australia to get a better look at, um, at, the, at, the, at the quicks towards the back end. Um, and, you know, perhaps if... Stark and Cummins that had to absorb more of Shandy and, and Maharaj than things mightn't have worked out as they did. So, and the other thing with Manus is he did field exceptionally well. He saved plenty of runs. And he's a better fielder than Stoinis, it has to be said. So I think given also that Australia didn't miss Stoinis' bowling at all, head bowled as much as he did, they didn't even need Marsh to bowl, I'd be very surprised now if they made a change. It would be just, it's not the type of thing that they tend to do. 
um, a winning semi-final side, I think, is very rarely changed uh, unless necessary. Oh, we were interested in, in Josh Hazelwood last night not completing his 10-over allocation, and we, we were a bit worried that he might have been injured. Can you sort of shed any light into to what happened towards the end of the Australian bowling innings, Dan? Well, I think certainly Lace in his years over injury, uh, it, we asked him about it. I was, it, it was curious as well, because when you see, you see guys rolling as well as he did, 2 for 12 or 8, you think, surely you give him the extra couple of overs. They've done this a little bit. I mean, he only bowled the 7 against, I know Bangladesh was a dead rubber, but he only bowled the 7 against them. And I reckon, off the top of my head, without having looked into it, um, I reckon there might be one or two other games where he has quite a full allotment. Uh, I think just the fact that head bowled as well as he did, and that just sort of, and then that they, Someone's going to have to miss out there. They clearly really like Rachel Stark at the death, and you can't argue that he didn't do a very good job. And then Cummins seems to like to take the responsibility towards the end now. He, he, he can bang it in a bit harder. Um, probably bowls, you violent, short balls, and, and, and mixes things up. So, uh, and, and I think the other thing is sometimes they just don't necessarily rate the match up with Hazelwood. It does seem strange because he was bowling beautifully, albeit in health conditions, and he's had a very good tournament. He's been Australia's best quick for mine. Uh, but... Certainly, when we spoke to Josh Hazelwood post-match, there was no indication of any injury or anything like that. Uh, and it just seemed to be a tactical tactical thing and, and one of the quirks. And look, in the end, uh, it, didn't, it didn't hurt too much. Dan, I'm interested in your travels over there. You make a move for the final. What lies ahead? And where do you think the, the storylines will go as we lead into Sunday's huge World Cup final? Yeah, Bryce, uh, well, I'm at, the, at uh, Kolkata Airport at the moment, uh, flying up shortly to um, Ahmedabad, and um, I can tell you there are a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, cricket identities uh, floating around this, uh, this um, departure lounge. But, yeah, Bishop, Good place for autographs, then, if you so desire, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're into that sort of thing, Mike, Mike Atherton's floating around a few of uh, uh, the Cricket Australia CEO. He's, he's here. There's a lot of, I just said, conferences as well this week um, to... to, uh, to to coincide with the final, which obviously makes sense given um, the big leaders in town. Uh, so, look, in terms of the storylines, look, India uh, clearly been a stand outside all tournament, 10 and 0, uh, 9 and 0 through the group stage, and then a, a, a win in the semi final against New Zealand, although it's the odd nervous moment, but always going to be um, a very um, hard, hard total to chase for the Kiwis when, when, you're, when you're pursuing 398. So I think clearly they will go in as, as overwhelming favourites. Uh, and look, they've been by far the best size of the tournament. Uh, there's been no clear weakness for them. Uh, the, the batting is stacked. Uh, the bowling has been exceptional. They haven't really missed the all-round skills of Hardy Candy. who's a player who gives them huge balance on the side, but they managed to get, to get by without him. Their spinners are, are very good too with the cool deep and today's. It's interesting, Josh Hazel noted that they sort of Australia do get a good preparation to, to facing those two because in Shamsi and Maharaj, they've got the same left-arm combination as Jadeja and Kuldeep. Remains to be seen what happens in terms of the, the, the pitch in Ahmedabad. Uh, clearly, there was a lot of controversy in the lead-up to the semi-final in Mumbai between India and New Zealand with um, Indian officials uh, sort of seemingly going behind the ICC's back to, to change the pitch to a used one from a fresh one. I think Australia are on guard, but Hazelwood sort of said that they'll just, you know, deal with whatever cards they're, they're, they're handed. Come on, uh, And I think that's also what, what probably plays into, into Labuschagne's favour, as, as we touched on earlier. So 
right to be saying Australia are going to have to play well, very well, regardless. But I don't think Cal play wickets with the key, and that's why uh, yesterday was such a great sign for Australia that to see Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood in tournament best form, particularly Stark, who would not have a good tournament to this point, albeit as a one-day break. That should give Australia some confidence. And, you know, if they can get us in here a few down early, which they did, to be fair, when they were defending a very small total in Chennai back on October 8th, then the Aussies will be with a show, albeit they will definitely enter us as clear underdogs. Yeah, Daniel, look, I, I think it's safe to assume the wicket will turn in this final and uh, <laughs> it might be pretty dry. So we can tick that off in your first copy. Maybe the second one, is it worth exploring <laughs> what, what might happen should India uh, not get over the line here and Australia beat them in this final? They've had a lot of the favours. They are the form team. But what would happen to, I guess, the team and maybe the nation, 1.4 billion people of expectation? What might happen if they don't win that final? Oh, I think it's pretty clear, Bryce. The whole tournament would be avoided and they'd have to start again. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think... Uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't speaking to a jest there. But, um, oh, look, it'd be a huge disappointment, um, clearly, and, and there would be a sense of a massive, massive opportunity blown because they've been the best side all tournament. Uh, you know, and that's, I think, sort of what I look, the underlying irony in some of the the shenanigans from the inside. They, they don't need to be pulling Swifties. They are just a brilliant team um, who are, are excellent in all conditions. They've got quick spinners, powerful batters, anchoring batters. Like, you know, they want for very little. Uh, so, um, you know, but they, there is huge pressure on them. I mean, it's a cliche. There's always huge pressure on the Indian cricket side, uh, particularly in a home World Cup final. Uh, you know, they won a tournament in 2011 on home soil, which ended a 28-year drought uh, in that tournament. They haven't won it since. They haven't won an, they haven't won an ICC men's uh, tournament for more than... A senior men's tournament for more than 10 years. The Champions Trophy in 2013. They've had a lot of near misses here too. I mean, back in June, they lost the World Test Championship finals to Australia, having also lost to New Zealand two years earlier. They've blown it uh, at late stages of uh, some World C20, C20 World Cups as well. So... No, look, huge pressure, and um, look, I think if, if they blow it on the day, there will be recriminations. I suppose it depends on who, to, um, you know, who doesn't perform. Uh, they'll be the ones copying it. Uh, bizarrely enough, both sides will move on very quickly because they've got a, and they will be different looking teams. But they've got this T20 series which starts on Thursday, which is, is, is very strange, and this <laughs> speaks to the ridiculousness of the cricket schedule. But no, it's um, look, I, I don't know what will happen if India lose it. It'll be interesting regardless. Dan, as we let you go, and we appreciate your time, as always. Did the cyclone ever arrive at Eden Gardens? Did the rain ever come? <laughs> oh, great question, Whitey. Uh, look, when they had that rain delay yesterday, I, I walked out. I, I couldn't see any rain. I walked outside. The only person with an umbrella was Michael Goff, the umpire. I, was, I think he was a good umpire. But I had a look outside and just couldn't, couldn't see anything. It accept the ball. Um, you know, they were only off for about 45 minutes. No, no overs were lost. Uh, I think there might have been a little bit of drizzle earlier on Thursday. And I, I'm about to leak Hockata, but from what I've seen today, um, although I haven't ventured all that far, but certainly the drive to the airport, uh, no no signs of a cyclone. It is cloudy overhead, but um, I'm about to take off on a flight, so I bloody hope there's no cyclone in the air. So, uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, looks, <laughs> no, it looks, uh, looks all right. Sounds like uh, India need uh, their own Jane Bunn. Thanks very much for your time. Appreciate it as always and, and safe travels. No worries, guys. Good to chat.
Dan Cherney from Code Sports live in India. That Cricket World Cup update for Henley Homes. Henley new seven-star house designs with drop prices. A break and back with more live from the MCG next.